Welcome to the College Sports Insider presented by the NCAA and Champion Magazine. I'm Jack Ford. So here's a question for you. If you're an athlete, chances are you probably at some point in your, in your athletic career thought about the Olympics and how cool it would be to participate in the Olympics. The reality is, all of us who are athletes know, is that a select handful are the ones that get to participate in it. And, and we're delighted that we have a chance to talk today to one of those select handful who has been so extraordinarily successful in everything that she has done. Keturah Orji, graduate of the University of Georgia, just participated in uh, the Olympics in Rio, came in fourth in the triple jump. Um, she's had an extraordinary background and indeed has an extraordinary future in front of her. And we're thrilled to be able to spend a little time with her. Keturah, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. So you, we, you and I are here in Orlando as part of the NCAA Honors Gala, and you are one of the top ten honorees going to be honored uh, this evening. I get the uh, the great privilege of hosting that. So you and I are going to talk now. And we're going to talk a little bit later, also, as a matter of fact. Let me start with the Olympics. Uh, there's so much I want to talk to you about, and this is sort of jumping into the middle of your story, if you will. It's not a linear conversation, but the Olympics is so fascinating to so many people. I've covered Olympics in the past uh, in my role as a journalist. My question for you is, when did you first start to think to yourself, maybe, just maybe, I could actually get to the Olympics? Um, I had the thought a lot of different times. Before I did track, I was a gymnast. And so obviously the, the pinnacle of that is, is the Olympics also. And so a lot of people, as I was progressing through my competitive gymnastic career, a lot of people would always be like, oh, you're going to go to the Olympics, you'll be in the Olympics. And so I think that was the first time I started to think about it, um, but it wasn't really a reality. Um, and then when I started jumping in high school, um, I got pretty good, went to college and progressed really well with my coach there. And then I think the year before, 2015, the year before the Olympics, I had the standard, the Olympic standard, and which is pretty much a mark you need to get in order to go to the Olympics. And my coach was like, well, we're gonna take the summer off so you can prepare for the Olympics next year. And I was like, wow, like the Olympics is like something I could actually go to. And that was kind of the reality time where I was like, this is something that you can actually achieve. Tell me, at the Olympics, as I mentioned, you, you came in fourth, which is just a marvelous result in the triple jump. Um, what was most surprising to you about your Olympics experience? Now, you've been an athlete for just about all of your life, but that's different. What was most surprising to you? Yeah, I think the most surprising thing was um, the Olympic Village, just how cool it was. It seems like it's just a whole bunch of hotels, but different countries are staying in them, so many different athletes there. And so just seeing the setup of the village. And then I was also surprised about how nice it was because going into it, the news just talks about how, like, Rio's not ready, Brazil's not ready, everything's going to be a mess. And I was just like really nervous to go and thought it wouldn't be what it was. But when I got there, everything was fine. Um, the rooms were all okay. Everything was set up just perfectly fine. So I think going into it, I was just a little bit nervous about everything being like a mess there. <laughs> what about your interaction with other athletes, especially from other countries? Did that surprise you? Yeah, um, I actually have some teammates from the University of Georgia that are from other countries. And so I got to be around them, but I already knew them before. And then um, people from other countries, not all of them speak um, English. So it's sometimes hard to interact with all the people you're competing against. But just seeing them and and being able to be around them was still pretty cool and seeing how they lived out their culture, just watching them. What would you point to in your Olympic experience? If somebody said to you, what's the number one thing you will carry with you for the rest of your life? What was it? 
Um, I think the biggest thing was getting a picture with Serena Williams. <laughs> when I knew I was going there, that was the one thing I wanted to do. I've always looked up to her as an athlete. And so um, we were all waiting to go out to the opening ceremony and everyone's asking her for pictures. And so I didn't want to wait in line and bother her more. But I actually got lucky because she was walking out of the bathroom and I was walking um, like away from the bathroom. But I just put up my phone and took a picture with Serena and she just smiled. I didn't really ask her, I kind of just put it up and she smiled. So I was really happy I got that. That's great. That's what, That is a marvelous moment that you can remember. <laughs> uh, let me come back to what you mentioned before. You're, you're, you started off as a gymnast. Yes. How did the transition take place then from gymnastics to track and field and jumping? Yeah, so in eighth grade, I decided I didn't want to do gymnastics anymore. Um, it's 20 hours of practice. It's a lot on on young athletes. And so I decided I didn't want to do it anymore, but I still felt like I was pretty athletic. And in elementary school, I used to race boys a lot. I always thought I was fast. And so I tried track out, asked my friend about how to join the track team in high school. And then my coaches are the one that put me in other events. I just wanted to run. But they were like, well, let's have you try out this event. Let's have you try out this event. And sophomore year of high school, I tried out triple jump, and it clicked right away. The triple jump is very interesting. <laughs> and unless you're a track fan, you probably don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, if someone said to you, I understand you're a triple jump champion. I don't think I know what that is. <laughs> what would you describe it as to them? Yeah, I think the best way to describe it is it's similar to long jump. So you run and you take off. But before you get to the sand, you have to hop and step. And then you do the long jump part of it. So it's hard to describe, but it's pretty much on, pretty much on one leg, bounding almost to the pit and getting as far as you can into the sand pit. I've heard that. Yeah, I was a runner in, uh, in high school. And, and some of the guys were going to try it out. And, and the coach said, well, it's, it's kind of imagine what you used to do when you were like seven years old. You know, <laughs> a hop, skip, and a jump yes. type of thing. Yes. Uh, did you, did you, when you first tried it, did you fall in love with it immediately or, or did you have any hesitations about it? Um, I don't know if I can say I fell in love with it right away, but I, I like winning. And so if you do something and you're very good at it, you're probably going to enjoy it just because you're going to be beating other people. <laughs> um, I'm very competitive. And so I think the fact that I was very good at it kind of attracted me to it. And then over time, I learned um, more about the event and became a student of my sport. And I think that's when I started to fall in love with the event more. Let me talk about your career at the University of Georgia. First of all, why Georgia? Why did you decide yeah. to go there? I chose Georgia because the coach, number one, he came and recruited me, and I really liked um, the plan he had for me to progress. And then also because of the athletes there, um, when I took a visit, they were all just really nice, uh, really welcoming. I felt like they had similar, similar characteristic traits as me, and I really liked the team as a whole. It felt like almost like a family, and so that's, those are the two reasons I chose UGA. When you got there, uh, it, it's... People have often said the adjustment, becoming a Division One athlete, can be extraordinary. And, and it, it can be overwhelming for some people. Uh, I will tell you, when I, I showed up, I was a football player at Yale. And my first semester, I was lost. I was trying to figure this whole thing out. Yeah. You know, plus, I tore my hamstring, so I wasn't playing football. <laughs> you know, so it, nothing was working. Yeah. It took me a while to figure it out. How about you? Did it take you some time to, to get a sense of how this is all going to work and the balance that's going to be required of you? Um, it did take some time, but I think having older athletes around me as roommates and as teammates, though they really guided me with a lot of things. So I feel like I was able to handle the transition a lot better than most athletes, but that's because of those people around me, not because of me. The, the notion of, of being surrounded by older students, I, th I think, can be invaluable for people. Um, and, and when you talk with, um, with young people, 
especially young people who are looking to start college, what do you tell them that they should be doing those first few days and few weeks on a campus, any campus, not just Georgia, but any campus? Yeah, um, well, if you're a student athlete, I think the first few things you have to get to do is know your teammates because that's who you're going to be spending most of your time with. You train with them. You probably have classes with them in the beginning, tutoring, everything's with them, and they're going to travel with them too. So I think getting to know your teammates is probably the most important thing. But then also um, not feeling like you have to change who you are. I think sometimes people get to college and they want to find a group to be like or something like that and just want to fit in. But I think it's also important to remember who you are and not to go so far out of um, your values and what you think about yourself. You had exceptional athletic success and hopefully that's going to continue for in the future but you also had exceptional academic success why was it that you made that determination starting at Georgia saying look I'm gonna be I'm gonna excel as an, as an athlete but I'm also gonna excel as a student yeah um, I've told people this many times before I don't like to be one-dimensional. I think a lot of times people see you for like just your athletics or just you as a sport. And so I think it's most important just to work hard in everything you do. Um, there's, I just don't think it's necessary to put all my energy into one thing but then not care about another aspect of myself. And then additionally, I, I didn't feel confident going to the University of Georgia because I knew I'd gotten in with athletics. And so I felt like I was kind of behind on everything and so I worked really hard when I got there because I was like I'm already way far behind all these people that actually worked really hard to get here and so that's why I ended up working so hard and doing so well um, in school there. What was the biggest challenge academically initially that you had to overcome? Um, I think taking notes actually was the biggest challenge because in high school everything is kind of easier. Um, teachers just kind of guide you more. The homework is kind of basic but in college you get the syllabus and you can show up to class or not. Um, they just kind of lecture, they just kind of speak. It's not like they have um, structure. It's, they're just speaking and you write down what you feel is important. You don't really know what is the best thing to write down. So I think taking notes and finding out what was important to study was the hardest curve. You, you eventually gravitated to a particular area of study. Tell us what that was and why. Yeah, I chose financial planning for my degree. Um, I like math a lot, so that's why I chose it. But then I also enjoy uh, money, handling money, and I've always been a big saver. And so when I looked up the classes that were involved in getting that degree, I was really interested, um, like financial counseling, um, wealth management, retirement planning, things that are important to your life that sometimes people don't ever learn, but I felt really interested in them. You received a number, and, and a, a large number, of academic awards. You know, we've, we're, we're, we've talked about the, the notion of, of athletically, the Olympics, um, Conference Athlete of the Year, um, I, the, the NCAA Woman of the Year, I'll get to that in a moment, I want to talk with you about that. But I was struck also by how many academic awards you had received there. And, um, you know, conference, SEC conference, athlete of the year, um, a number of those. But you had mentioned one. You talked about and how this one was perhaps most important to you. Um, and it was the, the outstanding senior of the year, the, the University of Georgia College of Family and Consumer Sciences. Why was that one so special? 
Yeah, that one was special to me because my professors and the college that I was in chose me for that. And I never knew that my my professors really saw me in another way. I knew they knew I was athletic and I did pretty well in classes. I knew they know they gave me the grade, so they knew I was smart, but I didn't know that they knew any other aspect of me because I talked to them about classes, but I didn't talk to them about any other part of me. And so for them to recognize um, what, what else I have achieved and um, just choose me for that award, I felt I felt really honored because there are many other students in the college too that I know they don't have athletics on their plate and they, they have a lot more time to do things. So the fact that professors chose me of the students, um, it was just really, I felt really honored and proud of that. So the notion is this was not the student athlete of the year. This no. was the student yes. of the year. <laughs> Did some of your, some of the folks that you took courses with, people that you studied with in, in groups perhaps, uh, were any of them surprised when they found out that you were actually not just a student, but an athlete also? <laughs> um, no, they kind of know because you wear like athletic clothes to class and things <laughs> like that. So they knew I was an athlete, mm-hmm. but some of them don't, didn't really know the caliber. Mm-hmm. But as I progressed through my classes and when I went to the Olympics and everything like that, teachers find out and then teachers make announcements in classes. And so it, it, as I got older, it happened more and more that people kind of knew who I was and it kind of got uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Having the spotlight shining on you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go back to something I mentioned to you before, and, and that is having been selected as the 2018 NCAA Woman of the Year. That's an enormous, enormous award uh, because you're literally competing against every other student athlete, female student athlete yeah. in, in Division One. Um, and I know I sat before in the NCAA Honors Committee, um, the ones that choose the top ten, and I know how difficult it is. I used to describe it as a delightful dilemma. Yeah. Uh, delightful because you, you had literally hundreds of resumes in front of you of people like yourself. Exceptional athletic success, exceptional academic success. And I described it as a dilemma because you had to choose just mm-hmm. a, a handful of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you then become the, the NCAA Woman of the Year. What was your reaction when you were first told that? Um, very, very surprised. I tell everyone that I looked at um, winners from past years and saw what they had done. And when I compared myself to them, I was like, I don't know if I can win this. Because I remember my, um, the director of student services at UGA wanted to nominate me. And I was like, okay, like you can nominate me, but I don't really know how far I'm going to make it. Um, but as it get, got, um, dwindled down and they kept choosing more and I kept making top 30, top 9, and then eventually winning, I, it was just crazy to me. I didn't expect it at all, especially comparing myself to the others. And the University of Georgia has had, had a great tradition. Yes. Uh, there have been a, a, a number of other women, mm-hmm. uh, student athletes. Uh, and regularly, the University of Georgia gets, um, gets athletes in the top 10 um, that the NCAA honors. Did, did you have that sense showing up at Georgia, that, that here is a place that has this, uh, this unbelievable athletic tradition, but also says we are emphasizing our academics. We're a university here, and that's important to us. Yeah, I think um, going to UGA, I definitely knew they emphasized academic and athletics, but I didn't know how much support they had for athletes there um, regarding, like, um, volunteering or anything, just growing as a person. I feel like I grew so much while I was at UGA, and I didn't realize they were going to be able to help me in all of those aspects like they did. I, I was mostly focused on academics and athletics when I went, not anything outside of that.
You've said in the past that, that mentoring has been important to you, both as, both as someone who was mentored and someone who wants to provide mentoring for others. Now, let me ask you first about your own experience being mentored and how that helped you. Yeah, so I joined a group called Team United, which is um, like a Christian-based group, and one girl started meeting with me um, every once a week, and she how just old, noticed... How old were you when this was... When I was 18 or 19, okay. so when I first got to college. Mm -hmm. And um, she noticed things about me, and she kind of encouraged me to mentor other people. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. I didn't feel like I was qualified to do that. Why not? Why did you, now, you've already had success at this stage, even though you're only 18 or 19. Why was it that you weren't so sure that you had the capability to mentor someone else? Um, I think, as I've gotten older, I just noticed about myself that if I've never done something, I feel like I cannot do it, I guess. And so when people ask me to do things I've never done, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> not knowing that if I tried, maybe I would be able to do it. Um, so, yeah, she kind of pushed me to push to get out of my comfort zone and try mentoring other student-athletes and help me with that, um, to, like, help me on how to do that, pretty much. And so I started mentoring other people on my team, and then I eventually formed a mentoring program, as you know, Amara's Pride, and that just kind of came from, from something in my heart that I felt like, People, there are other people in this world that don't have the same opportunities that I do, don't have people around them giving them the knowledge that I do, and just I just wanted other people to be able to receive things that they may not be able to get without a mentor. And so that's why I really wanted to found that mentoring program. Let me talk about that group that you, that you founded, Amara's Pride. First of all, where does the name come from? Um, the name comes from my middle name. Uh, my dad is Nigerian, so I'm Nigerian-American, and my middle name is Amara Chuku which means God's grace or God's gift. And so I took that first part, Amara, and I just kind of feel like the group is a gift to the ladies. Um, kind of provides unconditional love, always be there no matter what, and we can give them knowledge, um, non-judgmental. Non I just know that, I just want them to feel like it's an open space for them. And then pride is a lion's pride, um, just values of lions that I like. Queens of the jungle, brave, strong, powerful, hunters. Um, there's so many values um, there's so many traits of lions that I really like, so that's where I came up with the name for that. And tell me the types of things that you focus on when you're involved in, in your mentoring work. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that we do. Um, big things are valuing education. Sometimes if you grew up in a community where your parents don't ever go to college or what's most important is working, you may not, not, see, you may not see the importance of going to college or the reality of even going to college. So importance of education is one big thing. Um, we do vision boards for them to set goals and see that they can achieve these goals. Um, even just being able to talk in an open space, I think some of them keep a lot of their emotions inside. So letting the girls know that this is an open space for you to talk about whatever, ask any questions that you have. Um, just a place to be open rather than feeling like they have to keep everything inside. Um, we just wrote a letter. They just wrote a letter to themselves that I'm going to give them back when we finish the program so they can see what was the idea behind that letter, letter to yourself? Um, the letter to the self actually came from the Olympics. So before I went to the Olympics, they had us write letters to ourselves of what we wanted to achieve and how we were feeling, um, anything we wanted to do while we were at the Olympics. And I totally forgot about the letter, and then they mailed it to us a year later, and I read it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I actually did this. I achieved this goal. I didn't think I would do this. Like, looking back, it was crazy to see what I had wrote down and how I'd forgotten about it, too. And so I remember that, and I wanted them to do it, too, to see how much they have grown. When you, when you first approach any of these young women about participating in the Amaris Pride program, um, how do you pitch it to them? What do, you, what do you tell them would be the value for them to participate? Yeah, so I actually am in contact with a coach at the school, and she chooses the ladies that join the group. 
But then the first meeting, I kind of express to them what the meetings will be about, um, what the group is. And then usually they're interested, but also hesitant because I don't think they've ever been a part of something like this. And they may not have other older ladies around them that are pushing them and inspiring them and helping them to grow. So I think they're a little bit hesitant and nervous at first, but over time they get more comfortable and open with us. Mm. So we, we could talk for hours, but, <laughs> but unfortunately we don't have hours to talk. But I, I want to wrap up with, with your thoughts now. You've completed this, this um, part of your life, your college experience. Um, as I mentioned before, extraordinarily successful in everything that you've done as a student, as an athlete. So wh what do you look for your future to be now? Yeah, um, that's a hard question to answer. Um, right now I'm, in, I'm getting my master's and I'm also a professional athlete for the Atlanta Track Club. Um, so I'll probably be competing for a good amount of time into the future. Um, after I'm done competing, I don't know what I want to do yet. I really like teaching, so I've thought about going back to school and getting my PhD, maybe becoming a professor. But I also really liked my undergraduate, which was financial planning, so I may also become a financial planner. Not 100% sure, but I, I do know that I want to continue to influence other people and just give, show people what their potential is and what they're able to achieve. I don't want people to look at themselves and think they can't do things. Because um, I know that at some point I looked at myself and thought I couldn't do certain things. So I want other people to see that in themselves and know that they can achieve things that they want to do. Well, you've been a marvelous role model so far for, for people. And, and I am absolutely certain that you will continue on that path. And anything you do, as you've proven already, you will be extraordinarily successful. At, uh, Katura, it's a, a pleasure meeting you and spending some time talking with you. And, and we'll look forward to following you in the future. You be well. Thank you again for having me. Right. That does it for this edition of the College Sports Insider presented by the NCAA and Champion Magazine. I'm Jack Ford. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to talk with you again real soon. <laughs>